Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of the third book in a trilogy, A New Life Awaits, Spirit-Guided Insights to Support Global Awakening, which shares stories and messages from spirit to show us our challenges are not economic, political, or societal, but often a disconnect from our inner energetic soul wisdom and connection to each other and all of life. I am delighted to welcome Cindy Dale, author of Energy Healing for Trauma, Stress, and Chronic Illness, who will share with us that most illness is a result of thought-based fears and intentions related to that. And if we change that, we can heal and then manifest our best reality. Hello, Cindy, and welcome to Healing from Within. Hi, Cheryl. I'm really happy to be here. And, you know, trauma really is an important topic always, and especially now, isn't it? Yes, we're going to get to that in a minute. But, Cindy, as listeners of Healing from Within have come to expect over the years, my intuitive, compassionate guests and I share intimate insights into the true nature of physical and energetic life in an effort to truly understand human and divine qualities and the way we must merge the best of both realities for creating and manifesting health, prosperity, more loving relationships, happiness, compassion, and love. In today's episode of Healing from Within, Cindy Dale, who is the author of 28 books on energy, medicine, intuition, and spirituality, will share an understanding of trauma and stress and why it is important to consider the subtle inner causes of trauma rather than just focus on the physical causes. We will discuss the energy of disease and how fear and our thought processes encourage illness to thrive and then how to make changes that can heal illness and these same fearful limitations. Cindy, I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember a person, place, or event that might have signaled to them or others around them the lifestyle, perhaps work, or values they would hold as an adult. For I imagine that within the heart or soul of each person is imprinted the life plan or destiny to be discovered. So think back. Yeah, you know, I had this awareness when I was about four years old. I was one of those odd kids. I think many of us probably relate to that term in different ways. I could see spirits. I could talk to ghosts. See angels. I saw beings that were, you know, not so good. They were darker in color, and uh, I didn't use the word back then, but now I would use the word more malevolent. And I remember one day looking at my mother, and I could see her kind of trying to decide. Obviously, it was unconsciously, you know, between paying attention to what appeared to me to be an angelic force and, on the other side, what seemed to be a darker force. And I watched her struggle. And, you know, it doesn't mean that she was aware of that. You know, those those cartoons with the little good angel on one side and the devil on the other, I saw that. And she, in that moment, chose something dark for a while and was in a pretty spitfire mood. But, but, but Cheryl, that taught me that we always have a choice. And 
I believe that the gifts that I use now, which include cooking and cleaning and everything else, but the spiritual gifts, you know, I've kept alive or resurrected as time goes on because I know I have to keep being aware, you know, of those choices in the everyday and maybe help other people do the same thing. So let me ask you, so so your mother also saw a spirit? No, I could see them. You saw them around her. her. And they yeah. were and they were sort of disturbing her in a way. You, you sensed that they were. I could see them. I mean, I, with my physical eyes when I was young, mm-hmm. could actually watch some of these darker forms go into her. Well, you're a very advanced medium because 4% of mediums are able to actually see spirit that way. Now, I also saw spirit at my window, and I felt touches on me and at about the same age about four I would run into along the dark hallway to my parents room and climb into bed I was sweating I was scared I was aware of something but I didn't see them the way you saw them then and over time my parents didn't encourage those type of thoughts or stories and I sort of got very materialistic and practical scientifically and business oriented and and I put it aside until about 25 years ago when I had a dream and my my grandfather was there in a dark energy to the right side of me I was sick with the flu I thought it was a dream and he said I had to write something for my father and the next day my mom called and said my dad had passed and I could not understand why he came that night. And I was very, and, and it didn't feel like a dream. What it was was a spiritual visitation. And it took me quite a bit of reading and to connect to the right people to understand it. And then to really begin to develop what had always been there for me. But I had rejected. I was a bit of a skeptic. So in the right time... I developed those spiritual gifts that you accepted as a, as a child and, and used all, all along the way. And I guess you would say maybe I was a little odd also, very sensitive, <laughs> very, very sensitive to all energies around me and places and people. And it, it really hurt. I was empathic, so it really hurt me when I felt someone uh, struggling or uncomfortable, and I didn't know how to help them then, uh, but in time I came to understand it. So let's go on to why, you, you started talking about this before, why is trauma such an important topic right now? Well, it always is, I, 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 to be, you know, kind of bold about it. I mean, mm-hmm. trauma is stress that doesn't leave. It doesn't get processed. We can't clear it. And most of our life challenges, physical, emotional, et cetera, for any of us are caused by trauma, stress that we don't, you know, seem to be able to clear. But the trauma right now is almost crystal clear because of the pandemic, because of, you know, kind of all the important questions about race and gun control and, you know, everything in the world is so apparent and visible right now. And I really think people started to become aware of their internal trauma and even more aware of the trauma in the world when the pandemic struck. All of a sudden, 
we were stuck inside. Yeah. All of a sudden, people were saying, I could really get sick. Or they're turning on the television. They're not scared. The people on, you know, kind of the news or whatever they're watching are feeling fear, and they suddenly start to become scared. So we're aware that we're interconnected, and we're spreading not just a virus, if you would, or racism or sexism or whatever it is we've always um, spread, you know, but we spread feelings and emotions, and we traumatize self and others that way. Yeah, well, I I don't believe anything is random, and while this has not been a pleasant couple of years, I think in Spirit's plan, it's necessary uh, to help people to rise to a higher level of compassion, uh, awareness, higher consciousness, and to know more about who they really are as spiritual and physical beings, and to make corrections uh, that are wrong here in the physical world. So, yes, uh, it is very necessary, and it has alerted us, all of us, there's not, not a person on the planet who hasn't been affected by all the political changes uh, and the need to realize we need greater love, compassion, and awareness of the needs of all people. Instead of so many taking for themselves, it's time to, real, we, to realize we have to share and cooperate. The competitiveness is ending. It needs to end. This age, uh, well, they talk about the different ages. Uh, the age of Pisces has ended. We're now in a new Aquarian age that's going to last for a very, very long time. And this will be the age of transition, cooperation, and growth for all people to come together. And if we can't do it, there will be calamity. So that's what we're dealing with now. And, and so trauma, trauma can be good in a way. It can awaken you. And I think that's what's happening. I agree with you. It's an activation. It's an awakening. And we're increased in our awareness, you know, of our own feelings and our own histories and what we bring to the table. But you can't avoid the challenges other people are going through. We know what's happening in Syria. We know what's happening on the Ukrainian border. Viruses don't stop at territory lines. So our hearts shouldn't either that virus just kind of didn't care where that you know division between china and taiwan or minnesota and iowa it just keeps passing and there's something beautiful about being aware of that so what i'm thinking and feeling is going to affect other people we we need to be gripped by that reality right now yeah absolutely and uh, and social media has made it very clear that there are no real boundaries between people and nations except the, the boundaries we make in our heart and our thoughts. If we can bring that to an understanding that's more open-minded and loving, uh, we can solve a lot of problems in the world. But we're still based economically and politically, you know, and some people having so much and some people having so little. So there's a, it's coming to a time where we have to uh, help everybody. Those who are more aware, those who have more, have got to, to find ways uh, to bring us all together. And it's going to happen little by little, one way or another, of, even if there's another social war coming. I don't know if it'll be a war like World War II, but there is some kind of aggression 
that's coming because people are so disconnected from these higher emotions and feelings. They're gripped by um, other groups who want them to react certain ways, and they have to find their own way and their own individual connection to spirit. And it's going to happen. I just know it's going to happen. So what are the differences between... um, and also the interpersonal relationships between physical and subtle causes of trauma. We've got to well, come to yeah, understand. This is question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, ninety-nine point nine 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 percent of a body or an object is made of subtle energy. When I was getting trained in the healing arts, we called that psychic energy. <laughs> yes. Now, uh, right. Yes. <laughs> You've been there too. Now we call it subtle, so it sounds, you know, a little bit more scientific, and it is scientific because we're finding increasing ways to measure subtle energies, you know, not just on x-rays, but there's different kind of sound and light machines, and we're starting to realize that, you know, chakras and auric fields, the biofield, the meridians, the this and that, that is all real, and it's honestly most of who we are. So certainly we are physical, we have physical organs. Um, but that's a tip of the iceberg when it comes to both growth and trauma. Subtle energies decide how physical energies are going to appear or be organized. So let's just say, for instance, you know, we're back in childhood. We're sitting in a room. My parents had what we always called the Friday night fights. Now, they weren't just Friday night. <laughs> right? <laughs> But, you know, after the work, you know, week and my dad was home and he had his martinis, which he always did, they really went at it on Friday nights. And I would take my sisters downstairs so so the voices were muffled and, it, you know, they would go on and I'd turn on the te- television and, you know, as the oldest, I was trying to be protective. But you know what? We were still traumatized. Of course. Because the subtle energies of that hate and the and the frustration and the drinking and all of that landed in all three of us, just as if we were in the room, just as if they were hitting us, not only each other. Well, because so, you're sensitive. You, it's exactly. what I was saying at the beginning about me being empathic and, and, and feeling all the emotions and pain of other people. And, of course, I didn't understand it, and neither did my doctor. I was sick quite often with stomach aches and, you know, chest pains and all kinds, because I was absorbing the energy of so many other people's traumas and 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 if I when I learned how to uh, protect myself against it which came later in life I was able to deal with it and you had the same thing I had the same thing and it's an ongoing lesson I mean yes. maybe about 20 years ago or so I started to get arrhythmia uh, an odd heartbeat between 10 p.m. and midnight every night and I'm like ugh you know, and it wasn't all bad because I got rid of the caffeine, I changed my diet, I learned how to meditate, I did all this. But, you know, after a year, year and a half, I was still getting arrhythmia between 10 p.m. and midnight. So one night I thought, you know, I'm just going to call some of my, a couple of my siblings and my mom for help. And what I discovered is in their different parts of the world, they were drinking alcohol. Oh. Now, 
I know. I'm allergic to alcohol. I was raised in a complete alcoholic family, and my empathic heart has always wanted to help, you know, kind of my family members quit drinking. I was literally doing that. It was like I was interconnected with them, of course, being an empath, bringing in their alcohol to somehow try to help them stave off their alcoholism. So it was going right into my physical heart, that subtle energy, and I was traumatizing myself with their energy. Once I decided I'm not going to drink with them, I can't rescue them, I can't heal them, which they do tell you in the 12-step programs too, don't they? Yes. (laughs) Each person has to make the journey by themselves to healing, and they have many opportunities and many people around them, both here and in spirit, to help, but it comes in the right time. Now, you also describe, I always say to people, we're energy beings, and everything is energy. Our thoughts, our physical bodies, our reactions, our words. So energy has two components, you say, information and a movement. So the information is the program, the programming that tells something what to be. And the energy of everything in the universe also vibrates or moves and this is how we can determine uh, when a person is uh, talking to us with love and kindness and affection or when they're talking to us hatefully right by the vibration of the energy the tone and the feelings and uh, we become more and more sensitive all people are energy beings even people not following a spiritual path we're all following a, a spiritual path, but some people don't think they are very spiritual. But uh, we all are fo- following the destiny that we were born to follow in order to learn what it is that we came here into this life to learn. And it's different for everybody. Yeah, and we're all energy. Animals, I mean, my animals are very easy to read. Usually they're just looking at me with those eyes that go, snack time. <laughs> <laughs> But, but, you know, we're all energetic beings, those who are deceased or not. There was an amazing medical doctor alive in the middle of the 1850s, J. Newton, John Newton. And he was on a boat as a typical physician. And um, the boat, the people on the boat, you know, broke out with typhoid. All of those who saw the ship doctor died or got really sick and, you know, didn't look like they were going to recover. He could not operate like a doctor, you know, kind of licensure-wise. So when people came to him, he said, you know, I just have to, like, look at them with love. So that began his true calling. He couldn't work on them physically, so he said he would sit there, and he believed that the deceased were present, you know, that God was present for all, love was there for everybody. The deceased and the angels were there to assist. Everyone who came to him and all he did was gaze at them with love recovered if they were sick. And very few people know about him because the AMA, you know, kind of authorities of the time disliked him. He healed a thousand people, for instance, in Cleveland, Ohio, and the authorities tried to drive him out. And the people he had helped said, wait a minute, he's He's our medical doctor because he's working with our souls. So we have known this for decades you know, and centuries, and we're just, we just have to keep remembering you know, what we already know. That's a fabulous story. Thank you for telling it. But 
But it's really funny that, uh, you know, I'm a Reiki energy practitioner medium, and I do readings for people and, and the healing for them through the energy work. And the other day, somebody was at the office, and he just walked by me, and he said to me, some people don't know it, but you're also a medical doctor. <laughs> <laughs> it was like he picked up on the healing that was uh-huh. happening to so many people that came. And uh-huh. I, I, I kind of, you know, it's funny that that just happened, and then you're <laughs> telling this story. So it's a, it's a reinforcement of the fact that healing is much more than the physical body. Healing is uh, emotionally and socially and spiritually. Uh, it's all involved together. And, and the soul. And when the soul heals, the physical body also gets a good, you know, sense of well-being from it. So it's very important to understand that. But let's go on. Can you give us an example of someone who was traumatized physically and also subtly or energetically? Absolutely. Well, I worked with a client uh, years ago who came to me because she had sarcoma. She had cancer in her belly, basically. And she was going to go, you know, undergo surgery, but she was given maybe a 5% chance, you know, of of um, having enough cleaned out that she would survive. So she was on like a six-month, you know, uh, plan and program. Um, and she came to see me because she said, I really need to know what this cancer is about. Like, I can feel emotions in it, but I can't grab at what they are. The image that I saw was of a brother. I knew she had two brothers, she told me. And I said, which is the brother who kept punching you in the stomach? She goes, oh, my gosh, my older brother would constantly, once a week, once every two weeks or so, he would get himself in a foul mood, probably because he was being abused by his father, right? Yes. And punch her in the stomach. And that punching is physical and resulted in one aspect of the cancer. But her feelings about it and all of his pent-up rage and hate and powerlessness was the subtle energy that it all transferred into her belly, literally into her abdomen. So we spent two sessions working through her emotions, you know, kind of deciding that she was going to release her brother's energy, move to a place of forgetting, you know, and forgiving. Yes. She can't really forget, forget, but you know what I mean, letting go as much as she could. She underwent the surgery. The cancer was gone. It was gone. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's subtle energy. It it does. It was a re- yeah. She had a re- she had a repressed memory and trauma to an incident yes. that happened, and it resulted in created cancer. That's what disease is created from: repressed emotions and incidents, sometimes from this life, sometimes from before we even came into this life. We're carrying it in and have an opportunity to resolve it once again. So that's great. That's a great story. Very appropriate. <laughs> you also tell a story. I like this story about Maureen, who was a 60-year-old high school teacher, suffering with constant fatigue, aches, pains, arrhythmia. By the way, I had an arrhythmia years ago, too. Oh, there we are. <laughs> I don't have mm-hmm. it anymore, thank goodness. Lung infections, depression, anxiety, all these things. And she came to you also. Can you tell us that story? 
Yes, it was really actually complicated. One reason I like that story is that she was afflicted, if you would, by past life trauma she had carried in, ancestral energy she had carried in. She wasn't really getting along with her life partner. I was absorbing his energies, had guilt around one of her children, you know, from when she was pregnant with him and back to when her mother was pregnant with her. So she had all these different quadrants, you know, of life that she was basically resisting, you know, kind of her own feelings about it and resisting herself. So I think that story and any of those, you know, kind of really show that we do carry in past life issues. Our ancestors, we carry 14 generations of our ancestors' imprints, at least, inside of us. You know, we're impacted by especially what occurs in this lifetime, you know, in the womb up until about age four or so. We absorb other people's energies, and a lot of times, like she was, she was trying to process feelings, emotions, and issues that weren't hers, and giving away her own life energy in the process, so she didn't have any energy to, you know, have any get up and go, and then we end up with our own guilt, you know, Mm -hmm. guilt about what it is we've done or we haven't done. So there's this milieu that we often have to face. You know, looking at what's mine, what's not mine, what do I need to come clean with, what do I need to clean out of me that I shouldn't be affected by and I just need to understand what it is so I can let it go and get on with my own purpose and destiny. So very briefly, what would you like readers of Energy Healing for Trauma, Stress, and Chronic Illness to take away with them after reading this book? Two things. One, I believe at least 80% of the energies in us creating lack of balance, emotional disturbance are not ours. Maybe they're ancestors or we've absorbed them. And so you can always ask, because this is the second point, ask for help. There's invisibles, there's loving beings, there's whatever it is you call God or the Holy One or the presence. That's available. If most of us is not physical. Most of the helpers that we have aren't physical either. So, you know, know that a lot of the energy that might be plaguing you really is not your own and ask the spirit realm to help you with that. And, you know, they'll help make clear the path forward for you too. Yes, I agree with you wholeheartedly on everything you just said. And I would like to thank you, Cindy Dale, author of Energy Healing for Trauma, Stress, and Chronic Illness, for sharing a lifetime of insights into the world of energy medicine and a clearer view of how to use this awareness to heal and harness the power of universal truths so people can shed fear and immerse themselves in a channel of oneness and unity to all life and to raise our vibration to to a higher level of consciousness. To read more about this and to improve techniques and practices for healing, go to Cindy, C-Y-N-D-I, Dale, D-A-L-E, dot com. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, Cindy Dale has shown with clarity how trauma experienced often in childhood may manifest down the road in illness, dysfunction, autoimmune disease, create conditions that impact our level of happiness, joy, and well-being, and feeling incomplete or alone. We have come to know that by healing deep-seated challenges, you can emerge as the burnished ember of goodness, 
wholeness and love that you really are ready to contribute your unique light to the world you've had the strength to live with your trauma and the challenges that evolve from it uh, Cindy and I believe that you're ready to heal and to engage in life as the magnificent soul being you are complete with courage and hope to improve yourself and our world Cindy wrote before you embark on your own healing adventure let me share a few additional insights that I've gleaned from my years of working with clients. First, the, he the healing you'll be doing will be deep, and deep healing frequently takes time. Your chronic illnesses and challenges didn't develop overnight, and they usually don't disappear overnight either. While I have seen people experience sudden and dramatic improvements as they work with subtle energy, other changes happen gradually. Sometimes you make what you regard as a great leap forward, and then nothing seems to happen for a while. Please make sure uh, and trust that however your healing unfolds, it will do so on exactly the schedule that is ideal for you. Cindy and I might hope you look at any perceived illness or challenge, and this is an important word, as an opportunity to learn more about who you really are as a spiritual being experiencing at the moment of physical life, and then begin to remember that perhaps you created some of these challenges, illness, or traumas for your soul to rise above it to greater awareness, love, compassion for yourself and for life. Don't think in terms of good or bad. Think in terms of the eternal, subtle nature of life itself, and that thought alone may set you free. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, author of my newest book in a trilogy, A New Life Awaits, which hopes to awaken in readers knowledge of universal energetic laws and the support we have, as Cindy so beautifully expressed, from spirit, most especially in these changing and challenging times. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you for listening.